Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. And this is why you don't engage with fascists. Well, no, because I think glitter bombing Sue was the right move. I just think he needs to go further. Yeah, actually, hang on. Yeah, I'm going to rewind that because I don't think that's the, the, the anything. I don't think that's works. It's okay. I, I Also, we can take up my joke about Sue being a fascist. <laughs> she's, she's not a fascist. She's just a, a country matters. I would glitter bomb fascists in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Same. Many things come before glee in my life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, to prevent that from happening, you just have to think about a mailman. No, that was a bad joke. Cut that one. Delete it. <laughs> Tuesday. All day, every day. Every day is Tuesday. <laughs> what day Tuesday is today? Tuesday is coming. Did you bring your coat? <laughs> it's Tuesday. I live in a giant bucket. I... You, you've never seen the rejected cartoons, have you? No, I have not, Tanner. I am sorry. My spoon is too big. Oh, well, I've, I have seen my spoon is too big. My spoon? Spoon is too big. I I was on the internet in two thousand and six. I am a banana. The only <laughs> the only part of that that I remember is my spoon is too big. And then something about drowning in a bowl of cereal or whatever. Yeah, well, the the my spoon is too big was the one that was com- accompanied by I am a banana. And then another one that I the one that I always quote is Tuesday is coming. Did you bring your coat? I live in a giant bucket! <laughs> um, I'll be right back. Go ahead. I'll save my joke for when you get back. Ah, my iced coffee. Okay, yeah, my laundry decided it was finished an hour early, and I'm like, no, no, these bed sheets are still soaking wet. Ugh, my dryer does that sometimes. I hate it. I'll be right back. My laundry... <laughs> The real villain of this podcast is Tanner's laundry. Are you on fire? I mean, not that my laundry's much better. I just have my door partially closed. It's fine. You know, some podcasters have cats. I have a laundry machine that interrupts me. (laughs) Making noises for attention. (laughs) Well, do your laundry machines, plural, sing at you? Because mine does. It does. But also, like, sometimes in the middle of a cycle, it makes a different noise. And I'm like, what does this mean? Is it on fire? No? Then why are you doing this? (laughs) yeah yeah there was a whole show called cougar town which really yeah it's it's stored uh, yeah it's a pretty good show and it's really funny because after the first season the premise was like courtney cox uh is like recently divorced and now she's gonna it got six that's the term six seasons in a movie is on community but it's abed talking about Cougar Town. I thought he was talking about the How he cape. wanted to get six seasons in a movie. No, he was talking about the cape on NBC. <laughs> no, he was talking about Cougar Town. I promise you, because he goes to the Cougar Town set at some point, and then in, the, in and there's an episode of Cougar Town where Danny Pudi just in the background being weird because it's actually Abed. I think you're conflating two different scenes. I'm wow, sorry. But... I, I I hate to um actually you on a thing that's not about Glee on my Glee podcast, but. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that it was about Cougar Town because I don't think anybody wanted, but except for me, wanted more seasons of the Cape, even as a joke. Are we doing Googling? Is I that am. What's, is that I'm what doing the YouTube is? research. Okay. I need help to be pulled out of the Wikipedia article <laughs> for Cougar Town. It's actually a pretty, it's actually a pretty solid show. But like the the initial premise is like she's recently divorced and now she's going to start dating younger guys. She's going to be a cougar, and then like halfway through the first season her and one of the other age appropriate guys have a lot of chemistry so they get together and then the rest of the show is still called cougar town even though it doesn't matter anymore huh i can appreciate that she loves wine and always drinks it out of an oversized named glass is this a video of him saying six seasons in a movie yeah. during yeah. for the cape uh well it's also about cougar town he says it again for cougar town okay because <laughs> i know that that happens <laughs> i will watch this later i have got to watch Community again. that's a very good show now, I do want to quickly say, and edit this out, I don't want to make any jokes about how she's not able to currently perform Fanny Bryce because she has COVID, because I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, make what? The queen until the dogs come home. But I do... it would feel weird if, like, I bullied Leah Michelle for having COVID, and then by the time this episode came out, something worse happened to her. 
Mm, fair. <laughs> Wait, she has COVID? She has COVID. But I don't want to make jokes about the COVID, because I... what if by the time something all comes out, she has been COVIDed away? I, yeah. So edit all that out. I don't wish misfortune on anyone, including Liam Michelle, but I do wish consequences. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish misfortune on Liam Michelle, but like not that much misfortune, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to get hurt, I just want you to be kind of miserable for a little bit and maybe leave the show. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that specific anyway. section of bullying, please edit that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you guys sync at the beginning or at the end of your recording? Oh, we should sync. We, we sync, sync whenever it moves us. <laughs> Which, let's do it now. Alright. Before we forget. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Because you, you know counting, we didn't right, tell Gans? you the numbers. You, you've heard of counting before. I, I no, you remember. didn't. I, just, <laughs> I just trusted you guys. Like, oh, it was. I can't remember if it was on this podcast or not. If I beat you first, where we just started doing the counting, and the person counted along fine. But then after they were like, "So what was that for?" And because they were from a <laughs> clapping podcast. Oh, gotcha. I I can't do a clapping podcast. I mean, I can't imagine editing that. No, a lot of people do it, so clearly it works. Yeah, I mean, maybe it does, but I'm afraid of it. <laughs> for for me, it takes into account the fact that it's not only auditory coordination; it's also physical coordination of yes. how fast can you clap your hands. Yeah, you also have to be like one, two, three. Now, do we clap on three? On now? Oh, when do man. we clap? And that's a five minute discussion. Yes, the discussion of whether to go on go or three is a conversation that I just, I, I prefer not to have if I can avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> the trope and its horse are dead. If we were really obnoxious, we would synchronize by harmonizing. Oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> okay, everyone sing a C major chord. <laughs> I can't read sheet music. <laughs> I, could, I could sing along with someone, but I, I couldn't produce that note. Out of memory. I think that's a C major. <laughs> Which part of Take On Me is the C major? Every part. I... Any part of the music is C major. I don't know what you're referring to, Tanner. The song Take On Me. Yes, take I... Take on I understood that. me. Take that, that might me be it. on I'll be gone in a day or two. I was off I key think... because if I tried to sing yes. it for real, I would get evicted. Why? Because, oh, it's, if Do you... they not like the song Take On Me in Canada? No, it's because if I was actually trying to hit those notes, I would be fucking uh, loud. Ah. Uh. If you were in the car with me singing Take On Me going full ham, gotcha, you'd push okay. me out of the driver's seat. <laughs> Christina, do you make maps? Me and Lindsay need a map. <laughs> I, I, I can make maps, yes. <laughs> we, need a, we need a slam Latveria in between Slovakia and Romania for fanfiction purposes. <laughs> I can do that. I can't promise that I'd be able to do it without offending residents of both uh, Slovakia and Romania for what parts I would be trimming out to make Latveria, but I can probably I mean, make we're, something. We're using natural borders. It would be It's a lot better ah. than the actual... Have you ever seen Marvel maps of Eastern Europe in the comics? They're as brutal. I'm shocked there's anything left of Romania because they keep making <laughs> fake Romanias. Yeah. <sighs> Latveria is a different size every time you look at it. <laughs> But yes, Dana, I can definitely make a map. <laughs> I think if you look, get, get a chronological list of all the Eastern Europe maps that have appeared in Marvel Comics, Latveria does like a full lap around Romania. <laughs> <laughs> it's got places to be, people to conquer. <laughs> you just cut to Yakko from the Warner Brothers Animaniacs just like trying drastically to pin down Latveria's location on the map as it keeps moving out from under his pencil. <laughs> Is this, okay, this is the Marvel map of Latveria. I was about to say, yeah. this looks like it could just be normal Eastern Europe, but no, they stuff some extras in here. Oh, just yeah. Some, oh, yeah. Just some bonus bonus countries. Extra countries like Slovenia, Carnelia, Rumekistan. Wait, I, Carnelia might be real. 
<laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Oh, this is a fun uh, trivia. Vorajeka, Latveria, actually. Morphania. Carpathia. Okay, Carpathia is lazy. Carpathia is almost as lazy as Sokovia. Carpathia sounds like a dessert I would eat. But they serve Carpathia <laughs> in Carpathia. They're Carpathians, uh, which is just part of right. Romania. Which so like the, there could alternate timeline. There could easily have been a Carpathia that's a separate nation. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the point is, yeah, there's like twelve of these like fake Romanias because Marvel didn't want to use actual Romania for whatever reason, and then the movie still didn't use any of them. <laughs> Probably because they're all related to the X Men. <laughs> Cowards. Cowards. A lot of them. Do you? Yeah. Do you want the spoilers? Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> He continues flirting with Blaine for the next two-thirds of the season. Wow. Because they tie at sectionals, so they have to perform against each other again at regionals. No, they don't tie at sectionals. Do they tie at is sectionals? This the rock salt, uh, is this the rock salt season? This is the rock salt season. Is that referring to when they put rock salt in the slushies? Yeah, so in yes. the Michael Jackson oh. episode, Sebastian puts rock salt in a slushie and nearly blinds Blaine. Uh, and so then oh. Santana gets him to admit it with a microphone taped under her underboob. Uh, but then instead of actually getting Sebastian arrested, they just sing black or white and do the face morphing sequence. And then all the warblers are like, yeah, we're friends again. And we're totally all straight. And then... A few episodes later, uh, Dave Karofsky, who uh, tries to commit suicide, and Sebastian, who was trying to like blackmail the Glee Club into pulling out of the competition with photoshopped images of Finn uh, in uh, tights and high heels, is, like then rescinds the threat, and he's like, I feel that I may have contributed to Dave's depression because I was rude to him at the gay bar, and so we are now like having a charity collection at regionals where we'll be uh, getting money to donate to the Treasure Project. And then the smattering of times he appears later, he's like a friendly enemy, but he never does anything else of consequence. And all the fanfics put him with Tukrovsky, unless they put him with Blaine, unless they put him with Kurt, unless they put him with Rory. (laughs) (laughs) How long did they have between finishing shooting? Who knows? It looks uh, like, when did this episode come out? Christina trying to track when certain episodes of certain shows started and finished shooting is the way of madness. Let's not get no, into that. No, Tan- Tanner, I found it. It, it oh, aired November... <laughs> <laughs> I believe it finished filming on October 26th of 2011, and it aired on November 15th. That is like two weeks lead time. <laughs> oh my god, the day after my birthday! <laughs> that sounds kind of normal, honestly, for a lot of shows, the more I've learned about television. Uh, yeah. But it's just like, oh god, whoever on the post-production team was responsible for that, I have a lot of sympathy for you, and I hope that you're in a better place now. Again, I feel like that's just the norm. Like, (laughs) I'm not saying let's not be sympathetic to post-production people, but also I do feel like this is the normal turnaround they're used to in television. (sighs) I don't know. I'm just saying, it's not like us where we can record, like, no, we also record about two weeks in advance. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That is true. Through the grace of Emily, we record two weeks in advance. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, there's an entire industry built around getting, turning a TV show, turning footage into a television show in two-ish mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. So, like, I think that they have a team. It's not like there's just one Emily in a cubicle <laughs> desperately trying to put all the footage together and the sound mixing and everything. There's a whole squad. <laughs> They've got Fox money. Mm, that's true. That is true. I don't think we have to worry about them nearly as much as other people. Marvel. You know what I just realized is that for some reason I give Kurt the voice of Mr. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Mr. Bill. It's from the little clay guy from Saturday Night Live. Oh, hi, hi Mr. Bill. Oh, oh. Tanner, you you have definitively watched more Saturday Night Live than I have. <laughs> I am Kurt Hummel. Oh, no, homophobia. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't sound familiar, and I've watched quite a bit of SNL. It's it's 1970s Okay, SNL. original SNL. Got mm. it. Never mind then. My parents, once upon a time, they had a big book of like the history of SNL. And it was like, Mr. Bill and the Coneheads, the Land Shark, Toons is the dr- cat that drives. <laughs> These are all names that I've heard spoken, but I do not have any lore for them. <laughs> Candygram. What do you mean, Candygram? Uh, flower delivery. You're not one of those Land Sharks trying to eat people, are you? No. Flower delivery. Well, all right then. Opens the door. Ah! <laughs> and then Jane Curtin gets eaten by a land shark. 
Put the SNL part in a different track. My God, <laughs> what, who am I even anymore? No one knows. You're Tanner. Get your feelings out in the open. Hello, lady. Cat? I heard her shake. That's wild because she's in the living room and I'm in my office. I heard a cat call her. <laughs> no, it, it, I'm just saying it must carry. Oh, okay. <laughs> lady. She's probably in a sunbeam. Hey, maybe... Maybe Chucky's motivation is just tax evasion. You know, you're so right, is the thing. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying Chucky. <laughs> I did. I watched I watched the whole Chucky show, and now I'm all set for season two, where they go to Dalton Academy. I like it a lot. <laughs> I, I know absolutely nothing about Chucky, aside from the fact that Chucky is a franchise built around the concept of, what if what if a little boy doll was <laughs> was possessed by the devil? Oh, it's so much deeper than that, Christina. Well, I, the only Chucky movie that I've seen, aside from the entire show, the only movie I've seen is uh, Seed of Chucky, which is an interesting choice, but uh, I plan to keep it that way. I just like the concept of the Dalton Academy for Warblers, aka Gay Narnia, being a focal point across <laughs> across multiple cinematic and television universes. <laughs> Televisual. <laughs> The, the Dalton Academy for Troubled Teens. <laughs> God, it's like the X-Men Academy, but like, I actually can't think of a word of, of a superlative that hasn't already been used to describe the Xavier Academy for Troubled Teens. <laughs> I mean, it, the tagline would still work, try to survive the experience. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Also, they've said that they can't put Chucky in a Mortal Kombat game because he's too short, but I think they should still try. <laughs> Literally punch down. They should put him in Dead by Daylight. Get get him flying all over. Oh no, you know what it should be? It should be Chucky standing on top of Tiffany's shoulders. Yes! Yes! Please, put Tiffany in every game. Or yeah, it's it's Tiffany, but then Chucky is like how Peach has Toad in Smash Bros. <laughs> Oh, that would be the best. But then Chucky isn't the main star of the of the characters. Chucky is the accessory. Good, he's a bastard. He doesn't deserve <laughs> to be the main character. I think everyone has an appreciation for Tiffany, Chucky's girlfriend, who then he killed and turned into a Wait. doll. Oh, okay. Girlfriend what? from before being a devil spawn doll. And okay, so Chucky's Chucky's just a guy. He's just this guy, you know. Yeah, he's actually just a guy, like just a bastard guy. He's not the devil. He's just a bad man. He's just a bad man that did a voodoo spell and put his soul in a doll. Yeah, and then like twenty years later, his girlfriend Tiffany resurrected him, but wouldn't put out, and so he killed her, and then he put her inside a doll. And then they kidnap Catherine Heigl, not the person Catherine Heigl, a character played by Catherine Heigl. They kidnapped her and her boyfriend so that they could possess them, but then they died before they could do it. And then Tiffany the doll had a baby who was a doll, and this baby was Glenn slash Glenda because the gender fluid. <laughs> and then Tiffany, who is played by Jennifer Tilly, decides to possess the body of Jennifer Tilly, the real actress. And this is... All canonical. Child's play, good franchise. Within the War of Chucky, actress Jennifer Tilly is possessed by Tiffany, who looks just like Jennifer Tilly. Also, a piece of Chucky's soul is inside Nika Pierce, who just so happens to be played by Fiona Dourif, daughter of Brad Dourif, the voice of Chucky. Oh, Fiona Dourif is so hot. (laughs) Uh, What? And I cannot stress this enough. The actual fuck. That's the show. It helps that Don Mancini, the creator, has been involved in literally everything. Also, I don't know if this makes it make any sense, because it makes it make sense to me, is that Don Mancini was one of, like, the first, like, openly gay horror auteurs. Yeah. Every film, every project has gotten steadily more queer. Mm Mm-hmm. It's great. Hmm. Christina, do you need a minute? Are you gonna be Okay. I mean, yeah, I'll be okay. I'm just very glad that this is something that I'm not interested in watching. I don't think you would like it at all. <laughs> I don't think so I would like it thing. either. I mean, given that whenever I listen to my brother, my brother and me, which is at this point sporadic, shrug, I, if I hear a haunted doll watch, I skip through it. <laughs> just because it's like, this is something that I am not interested in. 
And I have the ability to control whether or not I experience different parts of media, so I don't have to if I don't want to. You absolutely do, and that's so valid. (laughs) Well, there's one piece of media you don't have control over, and that's Glee. Should we do a podcast about it? None of us have ever had the ability to control Glee. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, today we are going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 7, I Kissed a Girl. Uh, This episode was written by Matthew Hodgson and directed by Tate Donovan. Christina, I'm so sorry, but you're going to need to take that again because you did say it was Season 1, Episode 7 instead of Season (laughs) 3. Yes, I understand. Tanner, I see that you highlighted the (laughs) part. Thank you for highlighting the road in which this is listed. (laughs) I think we need to make a note that when we hit season six, uh, how many episodes were in season six? Ten? I think twelve. Okay, we need to make a note for three years from now when we get to that. We just need to title the episode. Nice. (laughs) I mean, we're going to hit episode 69 by season four. Ooh, good point. Let Let me check. Season four. Yeah, season four will be in the first half, right? Yes. It should be the sixth episode of season four. It's Gleese! Oh god, it's Gleese! No, that's the 72nd episode. Hang on. It's, no, it's Makeover. Huh. I don't know what happens in that one. Well, there's a Makeover. I mean, I gathered that much, Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm making a quick meme. (laughs) I'm curious. It's the one I just told you about. Mm. Look, we've been recording for 41 minutes. I think we deserve a meme break. (laughs) (laughs) For context, Emily, I just saw the post that you put in Loser Like Me about Heather Morris winning Masked Dancer as scissors. (laughs) Someone listens to this podcast. (laughs) God, now I really hope that Amber wins Masked Singer so that she and Heather can just reign supreme. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Back into it. Yeah. Back in the saddle again. You know that you know it's sorry. Pause. You know it's not just saying it to take the Lord's name in vain, right? Hmm? Like, well, the the actual meaning of taking the Lord's name in vain is like when you use it to justify something that isn't actually yes. proper religion. Okay, I'm aware. Okay, it's for the bit. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure because it sounded it sounded weird coming from you of all people. No, 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 I'm good. no I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you don't give Thank a fuck for, about the Lord. <laughs> Thank you for your concern. <laughs> Oh god, it's been two weeks and Christina got extra Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gotta show her more glee so she can turn back into a heathen. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I want want to stay Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, specifically, I want to stay my kind of Catholic, where... Yeah, exactly. Like, you're you're one of the few people who would say that, but also (laughs) your Catholic is, like, so watered down from other people who are committed to being Catholic. (laughs) My Catholic is the kind of Catholic that Jesus would support. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> not, to, not, not to cause another schism within Christianity, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's like that uh, Ossica from Evangelion meme. You know the one where it's like Wednesday, or as I like to call it Thursday, but it's just like, it's Catholicism, or as I like to call it, Protestantism. Oh, God. <laughs> Hold up, I have to, I have to react to, to Brendan making... A Gardevoir dab. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find a good gif of dabbing. Gosh dang it, where's Griffin McElroy when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, here, Betty White, let's go. <laughs> Did Betty White dab? Yeah, yeah, check PWT on Hey Jake and Josh. Cool. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> it was like the opposite energy to a different anime convention where there was then a Homestuck update immediately after the Homestuck panel that we were oh in. Oh my. my god. Oh, Jesus. Wow, that's really two ends of the Tumblr spectrum right there. We truly did. We, t- we took over a Denny's. There was oh. like 48 oh. We called ahead. It wasn't just an impromptu invasion. And also, this is this is a Denny's across the street from the venue, so they were used to people coming in. Yeah, they've so, seen, They didn't care if you were homestuck. All, like, everyone was like, okay, make sure your paint is sealed. If it's not sealed, wash it off before we go to Denny's. And and then, like, yeah, we have 48 people in a group coming off. Can we just have a wing of the restaurant? And they're like, yeah, absolutely, because you're calling at 8 a.m. and you're booking for, like, 6 p.m. So this is a normal thing that normal people can do. Thank you for being competent. <laughs> Homestuck fans, competent in my me, it's more likely than you think. <laughs> this, listen, this panel was a well-oiled machine. 
all 24 trolls and the cherubs. Oh, that's... Dedication. Ambro What and year Dan. was this? This was... 2013? 2014? Mm. Ooh, what a year. What a year. Let me check. I have to base it on, like, other events that happened, like, other years of the podcast. So let me look up when Ruby, Ruby Volume 2 came out. Uh, Cory Monteith. That's so specific. Yeah, really? that was a different that was a different convention ah. from the Homestuck one. Oh. 2014. So, but, but it would have also, yeah, actually, no, yeah, you're right. The, the Homestuck panel would have been 2014 because it was the following year that I was in a Ruby panel. Oh, my God. This is dark. <laughs> this is bright. This was a bright spot in my life. It was so good. I had a great time. I made great friends. Good. I'm glad. And everyone sealed their great potty paint. And that's what really matters in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, these tweets are going viral. <laughs> oh, this is a bit dark. There's so many trolls who are like, ha 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 ha, so funny. Of course, she's not a Skywalker. Because I tweeted that George Lucas is, that Ray is a Skywalker. And I was like, oh, you guys don't get it. I'm joking. <laughs> Oh. Check my handle and oh. think again. And and then well, and some of them know it's a joke, but they're like, "Oh, that's such a funny troll." Of course, she wouldn't be a Skywalker. I'm like, "No, no, the joke's on you. The joke is on you." Oh, this is so dark. <laughs> oh, I did not expect this to go this viral. <laughs> this Do you is... have regrets? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I fear I'm getting mass reported. Oh no. <laughs> steps for mental health one one get verified on twitter like three or four years ago was when you earned your reputation step two impersonate verified twitter accounts step three twitter kicks you off for creating mass chaos and joy step four or step five (laughs) mental health improves because you're not on twitter anymore Somebody do the guys a parody account posing as Star Wars is spreading it around. The parody account is Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm the real Star Wars. <laughs> guys, it's not a parody account. You can see that my handle is not Star Wars. I can't believe the official Star Wars account actually confirmed this. How wild. <laughs> oh, this is dark. This is so dark. <laughs> I mean, you're certainly bringing light to our days. <laughs> All right, cool. We Hello. Back. back in the googs. I did tweet something about the Glee holiday special as Star Wars. I said the first gay people in Star Wars were actually Kurt and Blaine in the Glee Star Wars holiday special. Oh, God. Hold up. I gotta go to, I gotta go to your profile and retweet that before it gets deleted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to take screenshots of all of these before they ban Please my do. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out swinging. <laughs> oh, the fact that if this was what I go for and not supernatural. <laughs> oh, this is dark. It's dark. Are a lot of people being like, oh, is this real? No, it's a parody account. Girl, all you have to do is click. <laughs> That's asking too much of people on the internet. <laughs> It's so yeah, It's too hard. I don't want to click. I just want to retweet. <laughs> it's not a Hallmark Christmas movie, but it's a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, I'm not going into this expecting Mark- Martin Christmas... Yeah, hang on. Take two. I'm not going into this expecting Martin... I can't pronounce the name with a lozenge in my mouth. <laughs> Ma- Christina, name the director? I don't know the director. The Oh, I'm... The director, not whose name I'm trying to say, but I can't, because I have a thing of halls in my mouth. Mark Maniswitz? No. Who is that? I, I don't know! I'm sorry! I put you on a spot! I didn't look up- <laughs> I didn't delete, look up the director of this movie. Just delete the- I wasn't even talking- Oh, never mind. I, I had a bit, and then you didn't know the bit, and I tried to bring you into the bit, and it didn't work. Just delete this whole <laughs> section, Emily. We're terrible. The one time that we were not in the Jaeger- Okay, let me start that whole bit over. <laughs> he's Damien McGinty, so he's charming and he's very thankful for, for her to provide him for food. And that's not a way that a human would say it. Let's do another take of that. <laughs> Sorry, one sec. My mom is calling me. Hi, mom. I'm in a podcast recording. What's up? Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's contact information has breakthrough the do not disturb privileges set up. <laughs> <laughs> 
She was calling me, I think, about Christmas presents. So Yes, I would like some. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call her back when we're done. Put the mom bit in a separate track. <laughs> Anyways, um, you're going to have to put this part in a separate track as well, Emily, because I, out of curiosity, I felt like fishwife was a real term. So I looked it up on Wikipedia. And now, Christina, I want you to look up fishwife on Wikipedia and then look at some of the other terms for it. <laughs> Is this going to be explicit? <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're not going to want to say it out loud, but you're going to look at it and you're going to go, ah! Yeah, no, uh, second term in the synonyms is not great. <laughs> I like, I like fish lass. Ooh, the fish lass. Here comes the fish lass, I. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm pretty sure the second term meant something different because that also, like, it means something different in the UK already. Yeah, there's a citation there. I find it hilarious. I feel like that's something that I'm surprised that at no point became, like, drag terminology. I, I know that they're trying to, like, get fishy out of drag terminology these days. <laughs> but I'm surprised no one declared themselves to be that. Mm-hmm. Some wives and daughters of fishermen were notor- notoriously loud and foul-mouthed, as noted in the expression to swear like a fishwife as they sold fish in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. One reason for their outspokenness is that their wares were highly perishable and so lost value if not sold quickly. And also living alone as their fishing spouses may be absent for extended periods, they learned how to survive in a world run by men. Hey, fishwives sound awesome. They do. Oh, were you seeing the whole thing about Billingsgate here? About <laughs> they dressed in strong, strong linen gowns and quilted petticoats. Their hair caps and bonnets were flattened into one indistinguishable mass upon their heads. They smoked small pipes of tobacco, took snuff, drank gin, and were known for their colorful language. <laughs> <laughs> Just this big, burly woman. <laughs> Route and a whole bunch of cloaks. Good, 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 good. By my fucking fish eye. There's a section for famous fishwives. Huh. Dolly Peel, Dolly Pentrieth, Meritier Arentz, and Molly Malone. This is a weird tangent. You're good, you're good. Next next time they do a one mic stand for the podcast minds, I'm just gonna make a podcast about the fishwives. <laughs> do it. The the fishwives club. Don't get mad. Get fish. <laughs> and the dad says just be happy comrade obama still allows christmas <laughs> it's funny because they're like that they're <laughs> at this point he had been elected to a second term in office already <laughs> yep oh no no he hadn't this is the beginning of 2012 this is coming later oh yeah my brain was like inaugurate in the even number of years but no the election was in November of the following yeah. year. Remember, American elections are in uh, every, on the multiples of four in November. Canadian elections <laughs> or whatever the <laughs> fuck they feel like it. Well, the, there's a you have to have an election like by five years. That's you can you can you can't go longer than five years without having an election. But also, both the like, the prime minister and the um, governor general have a glass case they can shatter that says, "In case you want to have a snap election, press this button." I think if the American political system was run like that, the economy would collapse in a matter of weeks. <laughs> no, because you truly don't understand the bullshit that people try to pull with the ability to do a snap election. Have you heard of Kim Campbell? Vaguely. Kim Campbell was the first female prime minister of Canada. Mm-hmm. She lasted from June 93 to November 93 because she tried mm. to pull a snap election to get more seats and was just soundly defeated because everyone saw, oh, that's a stupid bullshit power grab. Ah, uh, yeah. Also, Canadian, so American elections are like, I feel like you guys are never out of election season. No, because we have the major political elections, which are every four years. But then we have a midterm election every two years. And there are elections that happen every year, but the major ones for national politics happen every two years. Yeah, and it's like everyone gears up real early to start to like currying favor. So it's yeah, like, okay, so if the, 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 you guys are in a lull right now. Starting in January, you guys are going to enter the 2024 election season. It's going to last for close to two years. You're going to get mm-hmm. maybe a lull from November of that year to maybe November of 2023. And then everyone's going to have to start gearing up for the next set of midterms. Like your election mm-hmm. seasons last forever. Canadian election season lasts, I think, a month and a half. 
because that's from, we've declared the election, everyone get your shit together, we don't have bullshit voter registration laws, so everyone's already registered, as long as you're a human who lives in Canada. Yeah. And it's like, okay, election time, we're gonna have two debates, and then let's just go, woo, and it's done. Yeah. I could talk a lot about this topic, because I do listen to a lot of, a lot of current events and NPR, (laughs) but... (laughs) I, I think I would have to go get an alcohol drink if we want to talk about that more in depth. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Suffice it to say, American political system? Fucked. <laughs> yes. And remember, if your vote wasn't important, they wouldn't be trying so hard to get rid of it. True. Also, there was a thread comparing voting in Illinois to voting in, I think it was South Dakota, and like, voting in Illinois took 20 minutes, voting in South Dakota took three hours. Oh my. So... Just, yeah, keep keep that in mind whenever you're, you see people saying things like, oh, why are people voting in the red states? Like, ah, uh, it's because they have made a giant concrete wall that you have to dig through with your bare hands in order to vote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Republicans trying to pass bills that make it illegal to drive people to polling stations. Yep. <sighs> Anyways, put all of that in a separate track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's not going to be relevant, because by the time this comes out, uh, the Georgia prime, the Georgia runoff election will have been completed. Yep. Um, oh, Jesus. Anyway. Anyways, okay, so- uh, Terrible j- people. Just, just so you know, just so you know, um, like, cut from after the- cut the Comrade Obama line for that section, and then I'm going to re-say the Comrade Obama line just so that we can, like, sag back into the actual recap portion. Does that make sense? You'll say yes. You'll you'll message me on Discord. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Emily. We comment to Emily as if she- <laughs> I feel the spirit of Emily here in the podcast with us today. <laughs> We're gonna get a message from Emily in the group chat, and it's just gonna be like, "Hey, I started sneezing. Did do, do you two like walk over my grave or ask me for a really weird editing request?" <laughs> <clears throat> Listeners, if you're out there, if we have any listeners, I just want to say that if you're worried that you're working too hard and you lack hobbies, the solution to this is to stop working so hard and getting some hobbies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that's 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 a very simple statement for the complexities like working jobs and having the time and stuff. Duh, 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 duh. But at a certain point, you need to step aside and say, I am. Mm-hmm. I need to spend less time devoted to the job and more time appreciating myself and if you cannot do that in your situation then you're prioritize endeavoring to find a way out of that situation which i know Mm -hmm. is is hard for for many people yeah (laughs) so i guess maybe i should recouch this and say if you're the kind of person who only needs to work one job in order to afford your uh, lifestyle only work one job (laughs) don't don't stay past what you need to don't bring work home with you yes unless you need to print something that you can't there or whatever Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, unless your workplace does not pay for Microsoft Office, so when people, when other people send you Excel sheets, you need to transfer them onto Google Sheets so that you can export it as a PDF to actually be able to view it on your work computer. God. Enough vague blogging. Let's keep going on Glee. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, um, this is a fucking tangent cast. <laughs> you're good. Well, you're good. Emily, Emily, we trust your judgment. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, that whole that whole diatribe, please excise it and put it in a separate track, and then I'll just deal with it in the future. <laughs> but until then, three, two, one. And, and that's, that's what, you, what missed you missed on Glee. On Glee! Hold up, I've got to do another take so I can do the same thing. <laughs> okay, but we have to, because Glee, he sounds like a Michael Jackson, so we have to do Glee, Glee, Does that make sense? <laughs> We could do, and that's what you missed on summer nights. We could just do that again. <laughs> that that works better, actually. Okay. Cut the original one. We're going to go with this one. Thank you, Emily, for your service. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so until next time, three, two, one, and, and that's, that's what, what you, you missed, missed on, on summer Wait, so nights. we didn't actually talk about what we were going to say. So what are we saying? And that's what, and you, missed that's on... what you missed on summer nights. Summer nights, like that. I was, sing summer or don't sing summer. Because they don't sing, okay, no, no, but it's because they go summer, oh, oh no, what, how, how does the song go? I'm melting down. Summer nights, or nights, depending on which harmony you want to take. 
Okay, no, because I had to, I had to mentally like go through the song. So they say the Bahat oh those Sahamar Nahites. So we can say, and that's what you missed on those Sahamar Nahites. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay, delete that one. This is the real take. Third time's a charm. Exactly. Hey! Um, and also, Christina, thanks to your uh, mailing package, I got everything I asked for on my Christmas list, which was oh easy, my god, was, like three things. Are you serious? <laughs> I asked for two books and Digimon cards and gift cards, and I got all, all of that. <laughs> Excellent. Now, I would have to get more Digimon cards from the pack that you got me from, because Digimon has become kind of one of those games where a lot of it is based on a certain Digimon archetype. But, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! But I don't mind that, because I like Digimon, and I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. With Yu-Gi-Oh! It's like, oh, you have to build a deck focused specifically on these monsters. And I'm like, these monsters only exist in the context of Yu-Gi-Oh! But when I come over mm-hmm. to Digimon, and it's like, you have to make a deck entirely focused on uh, Beelzemon. I'm like, ah, oh, Beelzemon, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm, I'm happy to make a Shoutmon-focused deck on account of the fact that I'm the only person who likes Cross Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I, did you get any good cards in your deck? I think so. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know how, like, the cards, like, rarity works in Digimon, but I did get, like, the special bonus card that's like, here's one of the new tamers from Ghost Game, where we don't even have her, like, her full archetype out yet, because their Digimon have not premiered yet in the anime. Oh, interesting. But also, I don't know if Digimon rotates cards out the way that Magic the Gathering and Pokemon do. And I don't know if Yuga even does it all. Uh, but, like, so I'm pretty sure I could, like, hang on to her for three years if I need to wait three years for the rest of the Angorum online to come out. And then I can just pop her in. Also, she's a foil. So that's nice. I love getting a foil. Ooh. Ooh. Even if it's a foil that I may not necessarily need. But, like, I got foil Bielstarmon with her massive honkers. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I think I got I got a pack for myself when I was picking up yours, and I think I ended up getting foil I and Mako. I think. Oh, nice! Yeah, which is cool. I don't play trading card games. I just like to collect them because I like the art and I think they're cool. Yeah, well, so. that's the other thing. Like, at some point, I'm gonna have to get more more pages for my very very old trading card binder. And just mm-hmm. start putting my Digimon in there because it's more likely I'll be collecting them than actually making decks out of them because I've only mm-hmm. found one person who likes playing the Digimon game in the city. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe at some point my comic shop will start hosting events because both locations sold out when I went there Boxing Week. They're like, yeah, we're out. Everyone bought them on, like, either before Christmas or Boxing Day. So you're going to have to wait until the new year for anything new. Like, okay, so this cool year market, maybe you guys should start hosting events or something. (laughs) (laughs) Like, surely they're not all scalpers. (laughs) I know, right? I I think the fact that we are a Glee podcast that is still airing in the year of our Lord 2023 and is also coming at it with as critical of a view as we have, I have to imagine that does at least something against us theoretically getting capital C (laughs) cancelled. I think that the fact that we probably only have, like, seven listeners also helps make sure we don't get canceled. <laughs> and one of them is me. Like, I guarantee, of all our listeners, we know them. <laughs> they're yes. our friends. And they're also allowed to call me faggot. <laughs> um, hey, maybe put this whole d- discredited side talk in a separate track. <laughs> it went weird. Yeah. Look, this is what we get for A, a night recording, and B, talking about On My Way. It's very true. Yeah. Trying to put it in here would undercut the rawness of the whole situation. That's fair, yeah. Or not undercut, that's um under- undermine. I think both work. No, because undercut is emphasizing, undermining is mm. digging a hole underneath and then they fall in like a Looney Tune. I need to do another take so I sound like a smart English major person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, Riley, Riley, have you listened? Have you at all listened to Eidolon? Oh, I know of Eidolon. I have not listened, but I know of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should listen to Eidolon because it's exactly your shit. It's one of those podcasts where it's like, this was built in a lab for my friend, <laughs> and he was a friend in question this time. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'm listening. Isn't it the... Well, no, Tanner, you're the authority on Eidolon. Go ahead. Well, what were you going to ask me? I was going to ask, isn't it? Isn't the theme like... It's it's like if if JoJo's, but if there's a little bit more logic to it. <laughs> Well, it, it was it's inspired by Jojo and Persona in the sense that you're a person, but you also have, like, this powerful 
a figure that is born from your like your innermost self okay. that can do superpowers for you. I like that. I like and, that. <laughs> and they're also they're all named after and somewhat themed after songs. And the first two seasons was there is one side of the pod was pop and the other side was rock. And then this season, one side of the pod is set in the 70s and it's disco. And the other side is set in the 90s and it's style. That's cool. That's tight. Yeah. Okay. That cool. is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's very okay. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll check out Idol. <laughs> My problem is I'm in a Dimension 20 <laughs> hole right now. I've been introduced to Dimension 20 and I've been watching that pretty exclusively. That's fair. That's fair. Can I just say, the, the most recent Island Disco that came out as of this recording, when your character comes out to your friends, was really, really good. Yeah! Also, I said the mic, but I'm in the Clever Corbett's. That's the name of that's the name of the network. I know what I'm doing. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, like, I I know I know the character may not have done it fully <laughs> intentionally on account of, you know, cosmic intervention of some kind. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm glad you liked that. that. That episode was a lot to film. Or to record in a film, God. I don't want this film in front of a live studio audience. That episode was very fun to record because I had definitely been like, okay, she's going to be in denial for a couple of episodes. I'm going to go on full-on boy mode. I'm going to do boy voice. It's, yeah, no, I, this is going to be me basically for the rest of the season until a, a fandom fight or something happens. And then, like, two scenes into that episode, the thing happens. I was like, well, okay, there goes that plan. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's Ain't just that all table so talk. good. <laughs> One day I'll run an Eidolon campaign if I fit into my other yeah. hundred ideas that I want to do after, I don't know, I win the lottery and can cut my work hours down to eight a week or something. <laughs> the dream. Put Craig Ferguson in things. Give him a Marvel movie. I don't think he has any interest in being in a Marvel movie, but I like when he's in things. <laughs> yeah. He can voice Pockets Possum, the knockoff version of Rocket Raccoon. I haven't seen a Marvel movie in, at this point, what it feels like, decades. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just, I've just happily accepted that thing of like, I'm just going to sit here and just watch as the dumpster fire floats by down the river. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Instead of watching Marvel movies, you should read me and Lindsay's Marvel fanfiction, Sixes and Sevens, and its associated works under the Invaders header. Second it's got book. a TV shows page, and I'm currently working on a story about Doctor Doom being a shitty teen. Although the latest chapter update was a flashback to his great-grandmother seducing slash being seduced slash falling in love with Van Helsing, like the man from Dracula. He's real. And he's Doctor Doom's great-grandfather. <laughs> See, that's the thing, is... I would much rather read my friend's fan fiction that is made with, you know, creativity and love and passion than the dispassionate factory at Marvel that produces just all of their movies, except for Black Panther. Those movies were made with heart. <laughs> yeah, and I would argue the first two Ant-Mans. Apparently mm. people liked Quant-Man, but everything I heard about it makes me feel this is not the movie I signed up for. Mm. But also, I am I have the crazy opinion that I feel like the Young Avengers should be young, and so far a majority of them are in their mid-20s. Yeah. I feel like the thing about, like, Young Avengers implies that it's, like, we're talking, like, high school to maybe, like, college grads. They were teens. They were teens in high school, and they were teens, and they ah. were young teens. And I'm pretty sure Billy and Teddy got engaged at age 17, which isn't great, but also they're gay, so everyone loved it in 2008, I think it was. They're gay and they're in Marvel. Who knows how many more issues you have until you just get sonically kaboomed. (laughs) What does it mean to be sonically kaboomed? Is that a euphemism? No, it's that is my attempt at making a catch-all term for... The Marvel writers got bored with the direction the story was heading, so they're going to find some way to kill you or take your character off screen because they want to do something different now. I mean, they got engaged. They didn't die. I know. I'm just saying I'm applying that to Marvel characters in general as an entire broad scope generalization, not specifically Billy and Oh, so you're just saying like any grand gesture is enough to shake things up regardless of consequence. Yes. You're invoking Chandler's Law. Sure. Which which states that if anything becomes boring during the during the writing, just have a man enter with a gun. Is that from Friends? No, I don't think there was ever a gun on Friends. <laughs> I don't know who Chandler. Hang on. <laughs> I think Chandler is the writer. 
Chandler was not a writer on Friends, except for the alternate universe episode where he was a writer who wrote for Archie, but it wasn't paying enough, so he had to work for Joey, who was still on Days of Our Lives. Mm. Should we talk about Glee? Hang on, I'm about to find out who Chandler is. (laughs) (laughs) I think everything from Craig Ferguson should be in a Marvel movie to now is going to be put in a separate track, so (laughs) note that down. There is a Chandler in this episode of Glee. (laughs) God, there is a Chandler in this episode of Glee. Does he enter with a gun? No. He enters with a gay. <laughs> I need to fibrillate my fiber my fiberfox, my firefox. I don't know what is going on with it. <laughs> and my surf shark. All my animal themed internet capabilities are having issues. Maybe you got furries in your computer? No privacy badger. Privacy badger is fine. As codified by pulp novelist Raymond Chandler, Chandler's Law is a concise but evocative piece of advice for writers who have somehow painted themselves into a corner plot-wise. The addition of a new opponent or complication, usually amidst a burst of violence, can free a protagonist from where they have become mirrored, mired in the current plot. In short, when in doubt, have a man come in through the door with a gun in his hand. It's wild to think that fanfic authors are better at using Chandler's Law than the Marvel writers are. <laughs> eh, not necessarily. There is an issue of The Flash where Wally was involved with an uncomfortable relationship talk with his girlfriend. The captions really sum up the best. Then, out of the blue, ninjas attack. Thank God. (laughs) Mark Wade's version of this is, Take two characters who would otherwise have nothing in common or anything to discuss and put them in the same room. Make a list of all the horrible things that could possibly happen to your character and consider going down the list. To see this concept in action, read Wade's Justice League of America arc Tower of Babel in which the League, and especially Batman, go right on down the list. Huh. In the early 90s, the writers of Superman were gearing up for Lois and Clark's wedding when they were suddenly told to delay it for several months so it would match up with their wedding on the TV show Lois and Clark. Unable to think of anything to fill the sudden gap, they eventually settled on having a generic doomsday villain drop from the sky, fight off the entire Justice League, and temporarily kill the Man of Steel. Damn. Oh, that led to the death of Superman. <laughs> oh. You know, the big, one of the biggest comic events to the point that real newspapers had as their headlines? Yes. <laughs> oh shit, guys, they killed Superman for real and he's never coming back. Oh, man. Never, ever, ever. Also, I want to note that Sugar is ba- Sugar is one of the girls in this group. She's finally back after the two tribute episodes, which her actress was contractually barred from appearing in, which I cannot mm-hmm. get over what a stupid thing that is to have in the contract. Yes. Huh. It's literally like, oh, hey, this would be a great situation to have Sugar, who is now just a very funny out there character comment on except for the fact that we've literally barred her actress from participating in episodes which pay tribute to a particular musical artist or album yeah yeah it's anyways all i'm gonna say about that is like i came up with my own like ranking of hey these are the pokemon games that i like and in what qualities i am uh ranking them in and Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl did not do great. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd put it dead last, honestly. <laughs> Just the Grand Underground is great, but it doesn't make up for all of the other issues going on. Yeah, for me, it's just like, it's... Tanner, I'm very glad that you enjoyed Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. For me, it didn't feel like it added a whole lot else into yeah. the game. Grand Underground was great. But apart from that, really, what's the difference between it and Diamond and Pearl? Yeah. I liked it. Which which I'm glad for. Like, it was a Pokemon game. I'm never going to not enjoy playing a Pokemon game, honestly. But, like, I wouldn't replay it because I feel like there's no point. I played Diamond and Pearl plenty. Yeah. I just, why do the remake where you don't add things from the third version? It was It's Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire all over again where they just say, like, Oh, the Battle Frontier is coming soon! But they did have the Battle Frontier in the remakes, though. That's <laughs> what I was what so, in the what remakes. They do have the Battle Frontier. I was so scared they were going to take it out, but they still have it. No, they don't. Oh, cool. Don't they? No, I wouldn't know. I didn't get to the post game. <laughs> Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl have the Battle Tower, which was in Diamond and Pearl, but not the full Battle Frontier. Oh, I never got to the post game either. Oh, never mind. They're okay. garbage. <laughs> yeah. I thought I saw uh, pictures of people doing all the Battle Frontier stuff. Nope. Duh. No. You know what? You know what really irks me about that is because there was an interview with one of the developers, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't do post game stuff much anymore because people don't do post game stuff anymore." And I was like, "Yeah, the reason people don't play the post game much anymore is because you don't put anything in it." Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the last time they put a really good post game thing in X and Y with the Looker Bureau, aka the best part of Gen Six? I 
I just, I have, I think this is just some kind of, I'm ass- at this point, I'm assuming it's a psychological block <laughs> that like, I, I get to the point where I'm ready to take on the Elite Four and then I just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's like, you know, like I've got my team, we're all ready to go to fight the mm-hmm. Elite Four. I got everyone's move sets prepped and the best to hold items on. And then I just don't do it. Like, What about with Scarlet and Violet, though? See, JD, the thing is that I got burned out on Scarlet and Violet because it was right before the ghost gym. And I, I was like, oh, I need to train up a ghost type counter. And then I looked at my little printout that I have where I've got a map of the Paldea region and like made notes about all the different gyms and star mm-hmm. battles and the mythical, the, the Herba Mystica beasts and things and i was like yeah the total amount of these like they cover they have one special battle you have to do for each type in the pokemon compendium and mm-hmm. i was just i was like i'm tired of having to specifically go out and find a new pokemon to grind up just for this one battle because like mm. i have i don't think you need to to be fair but fair enough <laughs> like i have i i know that Technically speaking, like every type's got at least one counter, yada yada yada. But it's just like I was just so sick and tired of like, okay, well now I have to go grind up my Charcadet so I can evolve it into an Armor Rouge, and then I have to go grind <laughs> up another, grind up a Fighting type to take on the Ice Gym, and then something for the Psychic no, but the, that, Gym. But the, but the Armor just... Rouge would be good for the Ice Gym too. Yeah, because c- it's just <sighs> I was just tired of grinding. One last point I was gotten about is just to say that, like, the story in that game doesn't actually start until you beat the Elite Four and the, do the post-game. Yeah, it's like... And then it gets good. I, I feel like the only narrative that is really, like, persistent, or at least engaging for me personally, is Arvin's story, which uh-huh, you can get yeah. from the very beginning... And yes. a little bit the Team Star one, and then the gyms, it's just like, cool. Uh, oh, the Nimona gyms aren't a story quite- at all. Yeah, the gym storyline is like, hey, Nimona is neurodivergent in some fashion and doesn't yeah. know how to express her romantic feelings towards you, the player. Uh, have a battle about it. Nimona is battle sexual. <laughs> she, she only knows battle. But in the po- but after you beat all three parts, the final story starts and that's where it gets good. I So I have heard. All you have to do is beat the game three times, and then it gets good. Look, at this point, I'm not going to see the post-game in Scarlet and Violet until probably, uh, August? Because there's a little game called uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which is coming out in less than a month, and I haven't oh, beaten Breath of the Wild yet. <laughs> so whenever, whenever my hands will cooperate, that's what I've been playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're valid. You're valid. Tears of the Kingdom is valid. And technically speaking, if we really want to get religious here, we could always say that that Joe is living under Peter, because uh, Peter was the rock that Jesus built the church on until the Romans crucified Peter for being the first pope. What? <laughs> yeah. Pizza rock boy? Something about the original Greek, his name translated to like Cephas, which means rock, and... Jesus is like, you are the rock on which I will build this church, the cornerstone, yada yada yada, something like that. It wasn't the gospel today, so I don't know. There's a character in Degrassi named Peter Stone. (laughs) Rock Rock. What up, I'm Rock Rock. (laughs) I'm Rock Rock, and this is my friend Diana Luna, Moon Moon. (laughs) Um, Anyway. What's what's that place in England where it's like, the name translates into Hill 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 Hill? I don't know, but I think it's Welsh. It's like four different languages, and that's why it translates like that. I don't know. We could always ask Kit. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Kit, you live in the UK now? (laughs) Oh, Torpenhow Hill. It's an alleged hill. (laughs) Oh, alleged hill. Interesting. (laughs) Because Tor means hill, and Pen means hill, and How means hill, and Hill means hill. (laughs) Wow. God, colonizers really will just say anything the same word five times, huh? (laughs) Yeah. And also, yeah, according to analysis by linguist Daryl Francis and the locals, there is no landform formerly known as Torpenhow Hill there, either officially or locally, which makes the term an example of a ghost word. (laughs) Dang, we got ghost words up in here? (laughs) Anyways, that- that's a different track, (laughs) because it has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) 
we're gonna have to do oh when how are we hang on uh, this a separate track how are we gonna talk about my fan fiction because do you mean your do you mean your season four fic yeah because i mean we already did a whole one on glee reprise on wayward that's true and we also um, we also talked about my fan fiction the first time i was on wayward remember yeah 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 do you want to do it as like do you want to do it before season four or after season four what if we did it during season four? What if we release like a series of small bonus episodes? We could do that. We, you know what we can, how about, how about if we plan that when we are not recording? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. I have a lot of housekeeping to go through you with you. Uh, oh yeah. This. Oh yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. We're back in it now. Yeah. We're back in it now. I did on our list when I put clock in, I did put in like special notes. It's scary. Yeah. God. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to talk about that movie. Because, like, so many people have already talked about it, and I don't know if we're strong enough to, like, break any new ground, other than just going, it's good! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, but, it, but it would be something good that we could watch, Tanner. We could watch something good for this show! <laughs> it's, but, okay, we've established that it's hard to talk about good movies. <laughs> Fair. Like, the, the movies that I've said for our uh, hiatus bonus episodes, they seem competently made, so the episodes might only be 45 minutes long. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we just we need to color code our list of other mid-season movies is like, is this a good or is this a bad? You know, hang on. You're also the one who said you wanted to watch Kraken Tentacles of the Deep, which I know is going to be a bad movie. Well, see, there's, you, you know this, Tanner, there's a difference between there's there's good, 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 bad, bad, good, and bad, bad. It's a it's an alignment chart with those four as the qualifiers. And I believe that Kraken Tentacles of the Deep sounds like it's going to be a bad good movie. So bad, it's good. Hang on, I'm, I'm checking something. Is it a horror movie? I'm pretty sure it's a horror movie. I'm pretty sure it's a movie where people get got by a Kraken. But... You know what, I'm gonna open this in an incognito tab. Um, okay, so it looks like it's available on Tubi in the States, but not in Canada. How dare you, Canada. Why? What weird licensing prevents it from being licensed in Canada? Cory Monteith is in it. Oh my god, it's Victoria Pratt! Who? I'm I'm just on the Wikipedia page, and Victoria Pratt, who has one of the starring roles in this film, she is the mom in Christmas Twister! Oh my gosh. God bless the asylum stable of actors. I know this wasn't this wasn't an asylum film. This is bright light pictures and new image film. But it has the vibes of an asylum film. It is not available to watch legally anywhere in Canada. What? Are you kidding me? I'm on Just Watch right now. I can only access it from, like, it can only be accessed from the States, it looks like. Huh. Also, do we know if, like, Corey has a major role in this, or if it's just... I don't know. for five seconds and gets got by a Kraken. I he plays don't Michael. know. Cool. Michael is a nice name. It looks like he is the boyfriend of the ingenue main character, so... That sounds like a moderately major role. Mm-hmm. Or he's eaten in the first 15 minutes to give her angst. You know, I think that's something that we would have to, uh, we'd have to watch it to figure out. It is. So why the hell is this movie so fucking locked down? I have no idea. Is Christmas Twister on Tubi Canada? Let's find out. It is not. But didn't you say it had another name? Christmas Twister, F6 Twister. Looking for any movie with Twister in it. There is a m- movie just called Twister but I'm pretty sure it's not that one or the one with the cows. A tornado tears across the sprawling estate of a soda pop magnate, but the family inside is oblivious because they're caught up in their own private whirlwind. No, that's not it. Yeah, no. I didn't that's, so. too, that's too highbrow for Christmas Twister. It's got actors in it. It does. <laughs> Ooh, Tornado Valley. This is a side effect of being a Midwesterner. <laughs> and just, the point uh, is, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll fire up the VPN and... See if I can watch her properly, Ooh, even though Surfshark has been- six. <laughs> Surfshark has been incredibly slowing down my computer, so I might be switching VPN services, but maybe I'll fire it up before it expires so I can watch Cracking uh, Tentacles of the Deep. That would do be Do I fun. do that and bump hello again? Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, Flight 66 is an asylum film! And that's a film where if it does get too scary for you, we could just make it be me explaining to you what else happened in it. <laughs> See, I I feel like Kraken Tentacles of the Deep is going to hit the same it's going to hit the same niche as like the movies they do on MST3K. Okay. Like so bad, it's good. Oh hey, good. Aaron Cahill's on Tubi too. Excellent. 
So do you know that Power Morphicon Live 2018 is on Tubi? <laughs> I did see that actually, which is weird. Okay, so you can you can send me a link and I can't watch it, but I can get a notification of when it's available. Oh, that's nifty. So yeah, I can't wait for Tubi to email me saying, hey, Christmas twister time. Ah, uh, that'd be so great, honestly. Oh, we didn't actually end the episode. We're still recording. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is just for Emily so that she knows what she's going to be getting into. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love the show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Loser like me